Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And this is it. We've made it. We this did is day it. 60. Holy shit. 60 <laughs> days of <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> and we're both still married. We are. It, for now. For now. It is. <laughs> if, if we were doing 61 days, um, uh, things might be different. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I'm like, I, this is probably more of an achievement for you. I don't know if I've ever really mentioned this, but I literally just show up <laughs> and that's it. Like Nathan is the one who does. And I mean, it's the Gargoyle podcast. So I'm sure people probably knew, especially eh. people who I don't think there are a lot of people, a lot of <laughs> listeners joining because of me. So, but yeah, I just I, show up and Nathan, you do all the behind the scenes stuff. So I, I don't know, man. I, I think that some of the listeners are because of you. Well, you know. I mean, like, so honestly, <laughs> I would not have done this were it not for you. Because oh, I probably would have gotten about four days in and been like, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just post it tomorrow. But right. uh, yeah, like having a co-host and like, all right, we're doing this. And my that like, little support system. We support each other. <laughs> we guilted each other into watching <laughs> way too many horror movies. Um, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even on every episode, which I, I'm sad to say that. But there weren't yeah. many that you missed. Though. I think I was like three or four, maybe. Ooh, I, I have a category for the Gargoyle Awards. Oh, okay. That'll get to in a minute. Oh, okay. Nice. I'll, I'll remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you if I can remember. Uh, Yeah, so, so we are finally at the end of our 60 Days of Halloween coverage. And this is the third episode that's being posted today. So, like, this this is it. This is wrapping up the, the last two months worth of just overconsumption of horror movies yep. and podcasting oh it's been so much fun it has been it really has like i know we've complained about it a lot and like pretty much every intro to the episode <laughs> is like oh my god i can't believe we're still doing this what's wrong with us but man it's been it's been a blast yeah pretty much every episode after about 15 or 20 has been like seriously that this is still going <laughs> like we were actually doing this like I... <laughs> we, can't, we can't turn back now yeah, there was a point of no return that we hit where we're just like, crap, I guess we're doing this then. Yeah, and there have been a few days, especially over the last couple of weeks, where it's like, I've made it this far. I cannot miss a day. <laughs> if I had missed a day early, fine. But yeah, like there was one episode that I didn't post until like four in the morning almost. I was still awake. Yep. I posted it before I went to bed, <laughs> which is dumb of me. But uh, I was still awake, so it still counts. Yeah, but, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. You're a madman. So true. <laughs> so today's episode, or this episode specifically, because again, three episodes today. Um, this episode is going to be just us looking back on the last 60 days, doing a little bit of self-reflection, question mark? Kind of, yeah, I think so. Just Talk, yeah. Talking about the experiences that we had and... Yeah, uh, talking about some of the guests, talking about some of our favorite moments, um, of course, mentioning some of the films. We should just spend, like, do a uh, 60, uh, 60 movie analysis. Just go through every, oh, single, every single movie. Every single one of them, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. One word review for every movie. <laughs> awesome, 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 shit, awesome, <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we're just going to be talking about a lot of things and then we'll end with some gargoyle awards uh of some of our favorite movies from from the last couple of months yeah um the the first two episodes or the two episodes that i posted earlier today the first one was interviews from the knoxville horror film festival 
which, oh my god, that festival was so much fun. And we'll probably start there, just in terms of that'll flow nice from uh, from this. Um, but the uh, there were some interviews that I was able to do at the Knoxville Horror Film Festival with Eric Pennykoff, J.K., Anthony Cousins, Brian Lanano, and Elric Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that was the first episode, is just the interviews that I did with them. And then the second episode was a more in-depth interview. Uh, episode that Eric Tolbert and I did that he and I did with Eric Pinnikoff and Taylor Zodka Zodki Zodki she she mispronounced it twice yeah so no, I don't mis- know mispronounced it so that's okay but yes uh, it got to talk to both of them about sadistic intentions which was freaking awesome so that was the first two was just more coverage from the Knoxville Horror Film Festival and uh, and then this so so yeah, let's let's go ahead and just talk about the film fest because uh, you know transitions are hard. Yeah, the film fest was a lot of fun. It was like the moment where it made this whole podcast endeavor feel legitimate. I know that sounds kind of awful, but I mean, like, it was one of those things where like I've, I've been telling my friends and family, like, yeah, I've been doing this horror movie podcast. Like, if you want to check it out, here it is or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. And then I was like, oh, so um, I'm going to a horror film festival with a press pass. <laughs> And they're like, "What?" I'm, just, I'm picturing that like all uh, like Scott uh, Scott Pilgrim style, like when you said that, yeah, just like, like just freeze frame, pop it up, and just stars are flying out of it. <laughs> no, but that's exactly like it was. It was a really cool kind of surreal moment because like my my dream in life is to be a film critic. Like I actually went to college knowing that it was a total pipe dream, <laughs> but I studied mass. Knowing it was never going to happen. Yeah, knowing it was never going to happen. But I went, like, I originally went to college as a business major, and I hated it. It was terrible. Like, I hated every second of it. And I ended up just being like, you know what? Like, my grades started slipping, and it was terrible. And then Ian was about to be born, and I was like, okay, I need to get my shit together. Like, how am I going to do this? And uh, thinking back on it now, this is a really dumb decision. But I was like, (laughs) if I could do whatever I wanted to, money's not an option. Like, if I could do whatever I want, what would it be? And, like, without question, it was a film critic. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to study mass communication. I'm going to, like, focus in on journalism. I'm going to minor in film studies. And I'm going to operate under the assumption that I want to be a film critic. I I think that's a good assumption. And, well... Yeah, okay, that wasn't the right way to phrase that. Anyway, (laughs) it's the 60th day, Nathan, give me a break. (laughs) No. I was going, yeah, well, basically, like, I was just saying, like, you know, I know that this probably isn't going to happen, but I'm going to at least pretend like it's a possibility. Right. And I think it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life because, like, it really opened me up. Like, I was studying things that I was interested in and, um, like... I got to meet other film people and actually watch movies in school and study them and talk about them, like do this kind of thing and get college credit for it. Sure. Which is fantastic. Um, But anyway, like I did all that and thank God everything worked out okay and I have like a stable job and everything. (laughs) Good God, that was a stupid decision looking back on it. Like business was a great practical thing to go into. I just hated it. Right. But anyway, um, so yeah, like I, I've always wanted to be a film critic. I knew it probably wasn't going to happen, but like this podcast has kind of given me a chance to be a film critic in a way. Like, and I got to do something I've always wanted to do, which is go to a film festival and like talk to filmmakers and people who 
like watch movies and then actually talk to the people who made them after watching the movie. Like that right. was such a surreal, awesome experience. Um, so yeah, so thank you for that, Nathan. Like I appreciate. I never would have thought. I never thought I would be on a podcast. <laughs> like really, because everyone thinks they're going to be on a podcast. Well, I. When I okay, so as a film critic, like thinking about being a film critic, it was more like I'm going to write movie reviews. Sure, because I'm not good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I chose you for my co-host. Then I know someone who's bad at words. Well, hey, come in words with me for hours on end. And to be fair, like I feel like I've I've become a lot more confident in my ability to talk. Like part of the reason why I wanted to be a writer and study journalism is because I feel like I'm not good at expressing myself or like I have these ideas, but like I don't do a great job of expressing them in a way that's clear and concise. Um, so I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to write down my thoughts cause I have the time to actually like work out what I want to say, but I'm such a perfectionist that it takes me forever to yep. write things. Like even just tweeting out the links to <laughs> to episodes of the podcast. Like I would spend like 30 minutes sometimes just looking at a single tweet being like, okay, does this make sense? Are people going to understand this? Like, Is, is it use, witty enough? Is it trying to be too yeah, clever? Yeah, is it too much? Like, should I use the word serendipitous? <laughs> serendipitous Lee whenever I'm tweeting out a link to Videodrome? Like, is that stupid? <laughs> which now I'm, I'm second guessing myself even <laughs> right now. But anyway, it's, it's in the Twitterverse. It exists it's, it's now. there now. So, and like going, putting myself out there and actually doing the podcast and just like, you know what, if I slip up and say something dumb, like operating under the assumption, then you know yeah. what, that's just, that's just how it is. And also listening to podcasts. I never really even listened to podcasts before doing the podcast and listening to them. I'm like, you know what? Everybody does that. Like, oh yeah. Everybody slips up and says stupid stuff and they just correct it or they laugh about it and move on. And so like, that's what I've done. And I'm, I don't know. It's been a blast. Like, well, and that's part of why, like, I know I would not have gotten through this uh, had you not joined because I do the exact same thing when it's just me. So any yeah. episode where it is just me and I'm talking through something and I hit just like a stumbling block or I, I trip over my words. It's like, well, I can't post that and re-record it. Yeah. So like it, it probably takes me longer to do episodes by myself, even though they end up being shorter episodes, because it's just me. And so, like, I'm not stumbling over a conversation. I just don't know how to words. Yeah. But when when it's the two of us and it's like, ah, wait, crap, that's not what I meant. Like, I'm able to talk through it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I personally, I think they're better episodes. I, I totally agree. You're, wait, when you're you don't by like yourself, the episodes? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the episodes with just me? That's No, I don't Get listen out. to them. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. Um, I hate you so much. <laughs> but no, like it almost feels kind of therapeutic. And like the whole reason I wanted to be a film critic, like the podcast has made me realize it's not because I want to throw my opinion out there or whatever. It's because I want to talk to people. Right. Like the conversation is what I enjoy. Like talking to people, working out like my feelings on movies, hearing other people's ideas. Like I spend so much time reading other reviews and that's part of the reason why I wanted to like contribute to that conversation. So yeah, I mean like it's that podcast has helped me to realize that I'm more interested in the conversation rather than just like telling people how I feel about something. Yeah. Well, and like, that's why I started uh, the Gargoyle, you know, however many years ago it's been at this point, it started out with just a blog because it's like, I love talking about movies. And so I want to talk about them. And then when it transitioned from the blog into the podcast, it was like, I, I like 
talking to people. Like I, I, I kept wanting to have other people on the podcast with me because it's a much more um, interactive experience to actually yeah. talk to someone about how I feel about a movie rather than just saying, well, this is what I think. Yeah, and, and it can even, be a little bit more like free form and structure. And, you know, it doesn't like when I'm writing a review, I'm always like, oh, is this paragraph transitioning into this one nicely and all of that? And I'm like doing this. It's just it's just so much more organic. I yeah. feel like without having to really like focus in on making it like feel organic, which seems kind of <laughs> uh, paradoxical to like <laughs> really try and structure it so well that it do- it feels unstructured and just yeah natural. It's, that's why I like live conversations so much better than just stuff that's written out. Um, and like at the start of uh, the start of these couple of months back. You know, August thirtieth, I think, when I posted the uh, all right, this is going to be the new format um, with the with the review episodes of prior information, technical components, emotional aspect, rewatchability, and who we recommend it for. Like that's when I started doing this. Was all for the sixty days of Halloween, mm. and I feel like that structure has really been working. It has, yeah, um, I like it a lot. But because it, I talk to so many people about whether it be in person or on online about movies and about what's good and what isn't, or even just like reading reviews or seeing um, other forums where some people will just completely trash a movie. And it's like, I, I get it, but also was that really the point? You know, like for example, with pieces, pieces was probably one of the highlights of the entire couple of months. For sure. It was not a good movie. Like, the quality of it is not good from a technical standpoint. However, from an emotional standpoint, it is so much fun. And the people who made it put so much heart and believed so strongly in what they were doing that who cares whether or not the acting was great? Who cares how cheesy the bastard? (laughs) Bastard! I care because it's fantastic. (laughs) It's so terrible. But who cares? That movie is amazing. And completely ignore all of the technical side. It is just fun. And and being able to really uh, kind of get people to understand, even if there's something that you don't agree with with a movie, even if you think that it is technically crap, or even if you can look at, okay, this is technically really good but really boring, trying to find something positive to say about the movies. Right. So, like, even with Human Centipede. Which this is the first time we've actually mentioned it by name in a while, yeah, and, and probably close. To I was a even month. before we even started the episode. I was like, do I need to mention the the movie by well, name? Even <laughs> even with that movie, we tried really hard to find positive things to say about it during the review. I think it's we have more negative to say about it than positive. Well, I, but... and it's not even necessarily that it has to be positive. I just feel like the criti- if you're going to criticize something, it needs to be something constructive. It doesn't need to be like, oh, this is stupid. You're an idiot. Like this is terrible. And if you like it, you're terrible. And I don't ever want to talk to you again or whatever. Yeah. Like I feel like there's so much quote unquote criticism online that's just like angry trolls who are trying to be contrarians. Yeah, and I, that's not what's great about. Like, that's not why I want to be a film critic. I want to be a film critic to champion underdog movies and to, like, talk about how great things are and to, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's too much negativity out there to keep contributing to it. And that's, especially with certain bad movies, it's like, or movies that get such a beating critically, it's like, there's not really any benefit to just, like, dogging on it even more. Well, I mean, even just, like, the people out there who, if they don't like a movie, say, you are a bad person if you like this, or you clearly have no taste in movies yeah. if you like this kind of movie. And it's just like, no, they just have 
different tastes. Yeah. I mean, even though I have loved almost every single thing that I've seen for the last couple of months, like, if there's a movie that I don't like, I'd be like, I don't like it personally, but if you like this kind of movie, this is going to be something that you really enjoy. Right. Or I thought that it was boring, but I can really appreciate the technical. Right. Well, and another thing too, is it's like, I find it interesting when people dislike things that I like, and I want to understand why, like Lucas Brown, who's been on the podcast a few (laughs) times, he posted about how much he hated the haunting of Hill house, which I still have not seen. And I'm like, and like my first thought when he posted that, well, when, when he first posted it, I hadn't seen it yet. But then after I watched it, I was like, my first thought was like, what is wrong with Lucas Brown? This is amazing. <laughs> I love every second of this show. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to him. And like, we kind of went back and forth on Facebook a little bit to understand like, and like, I understood why he didn't like it. Like we were just expecting different things and wanted different things out of the movie. So yeah. I think it's just completely like, it's not, you can't just say somebody's wrong because they're different. They have a different opinion or you can't just dismiss somebody because like, Oh, that's a stupid movie. You like transformers. Like, I mean, I might question question <laughs> question a little bit, but well, and like you and I have jokingly said how wrong we are about uh, movies that right. one person has said they like or dislike, but we do it in jest. Yeah, and... we're doing. We're just trying to have a little fun because that is just what I feel like when you talk about film criticism. There's always like people immediately jump to like, oh, it's a bunch of people who hate movies, and it's like, no, they really don't. Like nobody's gonna become a film critic and like work around inconvenient screening schedules and go travel all over the world to watch these movies if they don't like cinema. Yeah. Well, and I think that a lot of that comes down to people have a misunderstanding of like where the basis of critic and film critic comes from. Yeah. I think that too many people think that critic is like being critical yeah. or like criticizing or like, oh, in order to be a film critic, you have to point out the flaws. You have to say why a movie sucks mm. because if you don't, you're a bad film critic. Right. It's but like critic that, is more like critical it's analysis. It's critical analysis. Yeah. That is where the critic is coming from is when you view something, can you think about it on a deeper, more analytical level? And, you know, some of that is also just the fun or just very surface level components. Yeah. But can you get past some of those things to have a critical thought or is it just, well, I'm going to be a jerk because that's what critics do. And and like we, I, I say we, I'm speaking for you at this point. That's we fine. have very actively tried <laughs> to combat that. Like even times before we would start recording, if we had a really strong negative emotion about a movie, like we would kind of pre-talk about it and we're like, all right, I don't want to be too mean to this movie. Yeah. <sighs> all right. What what is something good about this movie? Yeah, and it's one of those things. To, and one thing that was really strange too to consider was like going to Knoxville, which is where this conversation began. And eh, the whatever, there, there, there is no flow in all of this. We're just going to cram as much possible information as right. we can in the next roughly thirty to forty minutes, yeah. which is going to be pushing it. Well, and, and not even like, but going to Knoxville, and also the fact that we had Graham Skipper and Matt Mercer on episodes of the podcast. Um, I, and Kevin Sluter and Jen Sluter. And Kevin, yeah, and Kevin and Jen Sluter, I'm sorry. And J.R. Mounts and um, well, E.B. Tolbert. Like all of these creatives, all of these artists in their own rights. But yes, yeah, since you were only able to be on for Graham and Matt. Yeah. And had to leave terrible. early for both of them. I know, I'm really... No, I didn't leave I didn't leave early for Graham. Oh, did you I was not? here for Graham. I did leave early for Matt. That's right, you left early for I JR's. Left early for JR's, that's yeah. right, yeah. Cause... I, I have a funny story uh, once you get through this. Okay. But so it it made me rethink the way that I approached criticism, even though like I always try to be 
I'm sorry, critical analysis. <laughs> uh, even though I always try to be positive, like there are times where I'm like, oh man, I didn't really like this or whatever. But so before Graham Skipper was on, we did an episode about sequence break. And yes. I was like, this is actually kind of weird for me because this is the first time I've ever reviewed something where I know that the person who created it is going to hear what I have to say about it. Yep. And so, like, that's something that I never even... <laughs> you, I didn't you, think... You, oh. you like how I did that to you, too? It's like, okay, by the <laughs> way, we're going to throw in an extra episode. Uh, we're just going to watch the one of the person who's going to be on right. the episode. Well, and then we also Don't did... Be a dick. Like, uh, with, like, sadistic intentions, and we talked to Eric Pennykoff, and, like, I'm friends with all these people now on Facebook, like Matt Mercer and Graham Skipper and, and Eric Pennykoff, and it's, it's just a really weird kind of surreal experience to be friends with people who are actually in the entertainment industry. And when I say friends, I don't mean... We're friends on Facebook, at least. And and guys, I really wish that all of you could see just how big Eric's smile is right now. Like <laughs> It's great. Like I Maybe you could hear it through tone, but he's like, I'm I friends so. with Matt and Graham. And, know, ah! it's, awesome. it's so awesome. It's adorable. <laughs> I love it. But it's also kind of made me rethink, too. It's like, you know, I try to be positive, but at the same time, like, I want to make sure that I'm not coming across as, like, shitting on somebody's art. Because right. this is, even if it's something I don't like, this is something that somebody is passionate about, and they're pouring a piece of themselves into this. And it's sometimes it's hard to keep that into in perspective. It is a really difficult struggle because, like, I, I've been trying to do the exact same thing. Even though I try to be very positive, I also want to be genuine with my reviews, and I I like I want people who listen to the podcast to be like, hey, I really want to listen to the Gargoyle because I trust their opinions on movies and like I, I want to get their take on something. And if they say that it's good, I'm going to operate under the assumption that it is a good movie. So like I want to give genuine reviews, but I also like really try not to be a dick. Right. And so just finding that balance of if I see a flaw or if there's something that I don't agree with. <sighs> How do I talk about it in a way where it is respectful and it's still like, I love what you do, hated this thing, but I love <laughs> what you do. And and it is really difficult. Like if we had had um, uh, the director of Before I Wake and Mike Hush, Mike Flanagan, if we had had Mike Flanagan on the, uh, on the podcast, God. I don't know how that would have gone because I <laughs> love Hush. I have a lot of major issues with Before I Wake. I would love to have. I would love to talk to him about before I wake, because that sounds like a movie with a very fascinating production history. I, based off of what else of his I've seen, I really hope that it was studio interference that caused some of these issues, because like like I loved Hush. It was amazing. Mm. The character development in Hush was was so good. It was very little things that told you what you needed to know about the character without having to have the character saying this is yeah. a thing about me that you need to know man you gotta whereas watch. in before i wake it was here's a thing about the character that you need to know yeah with the my husband and i are having problems with the blah 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 <laughs> just, oh my god don't tell me that show me that <laughs> so yeah it, it it can be a very uh delicate balance sometimes mm. It, it definitely, it, it was an interesting, interesting to be able to be put in that position for the first time. Even like it was one of those things where I thought about a lot, like if I really was a film critic, how would I approach this? And it's something I try to keep in mind when I'm writing pretty much anything. But 
I mean, I also have to be honest. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tricky. Uh, so the funny story, um, I went down to Frightening Gas Film Fest this last weekend and saw One Cut of the Dead and Head Count. And, oh my God, One Cut of the Dead is such an amazing movie. Loved it so much. Head Count, there were a lot of things that I really, really liked about it, and we've not had a chance to talk about it Um if we have a chance during this episode, which we might not, um, I'll give a very quick review of it. But there were some things that I had issues with, but I still loved that I saw it. I, I definitely want to see more from this director. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's a lot of good that can come of it. This particular movie, there were just a few flaws. The things that were good were really good, but there were some flaws. Anyway, not important. So I was down at Frightening Ass Film Fest, and uh, Kevin Sluter was there because he was um, oh, really? Heartless. Yeah, Heartless oh, was playing. That's cool. I didn't realize they were gonna. He was gonna be there. Well, that's why I was like, "Hey, you busy this weekend?" Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'm gonna go to another film fest and hang out with more film producers and directors. Anyways, <laughs> so so I was hanging out with Kevin, um, and you know we we're talking about movies, talking about the podcast and stuff, and. He was talking about just how much he loved, like, talking about the movies, but how crazy it was that we talked for as long as we did, but that he ran into Matt Mercer after we recorded that episode, and Matt was like, yeah, we talked for two and a half hours. <laughs> and in in my mind, like, they were bragging about which episode lasted longer. Yeah. Oh, no, that's all. <laughs> that's not what was actually going on, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's how I like to interpret it. That's funny, yeah. Oh, but yeah, man, like seriously though, Film Fest was fantastic. Like love seeing all those movies on the big screen. Film Knoxville Horror Film Fest. That's yeah. the one I'm referring to cuz it's the only one I went to. Um it's been so, oh man, it was so awesome to talk to Graham and Matt and even though I didn't get to talk to Kevin Jen, I enjoyed the episode. Um I have been listening to the podcast. So <laughs> trying to get those trying to get those listens up. Sure, sure. I don't think it counts when it comes from us. Sure it does. I mean, it counts them. <laughs> literally counts them. It literally counts them. I don't... I feel like it's cheating. It is. That's true. But whatever. But anyway, and then I got to meet EB, who is not E-B-B-B. a film person, E-B-B-B. but I mean, he's awesome. E-B-B-B-B. Like, I had an absolute blast. I got to actually meet him E-B-B-B-B. in person <laughs> at uh, Knoxville <laughs> Horror Fest. And he was great. And he's an amazing artist. Like, man, I'm so excited about people seeing his Gargoyle Award that he created. For, oh, it's for this so episode. disturbing. Uh, and, and you got to talk to JR. And JR, who is so much fun to talk to. <laughs> so much fun. JR is a hoot. Uh, he, he's going to be back on the podcast before too long because oh, cool. his newest um, his newest graphic novel, um, Silver oh, Linings. I, need, I really want to to read some of his stuff too. Like I need to I need to go to his but, website and buy some of that when I have money. You you absolutely do. Uh, also, you need to be on that episode when we talk to him. Definitely. That, that he's a lot of fun. He really is. I'm sad that I had... I hate that I had to be kind of a flaky co-host. I would have liked to have been on more stuff and been able to do some of the interviews. I'm so disappointed I didn't get to talk, I didn't get to, talk to Elric Kane and yeah. do the follow-up with uh, Eric Pennykoff and Taylor Zodka and Brian Lanano, who does Gwilliam. Like, man, <laughs> I, got to, I did get to talk to him briefly, but I didn't really get to talk about movies or anything. I was just like, oh, man, BFF Girls is amazing. Right? That was pretty much it. Yeah, I, I, every single person at the film fest was so awesome. I 
this is not just another Knoxville Horror Film Fest episode, but we just had such a blast. Um, but like that does transition into one of the other major components of the last uh, couple of months is talking to the people who have made the things. And like that is one of the things that I love so much about doing this podcast is actually being able to talk to people who are making these films. And and like it's it's great work. Yeah, some of them have flaws, but whatever who cares it's awesome and they're great people and they're doing what they love yeah like i whether their movie whether i enjoy their movies or not which i really did like i'm not just saying that like there wasn't a single movie at knox horror fest that i didn't enjoy yeah um but yeah i mean it's just it's cool to be able to see people who are doing what they love in an in a venue that they're surrounded by people that they love to talk to and like I don't know, like, you can just see the joy on their face of, like, being able to share their art with someone. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's such a cool experience. Yeah. It, it, Even it for is... us, like, being able, like, <laughs> we've been tweeting out stuff and tagging some of the people, like, the uh, official man who killed Bigfoot and then the Hitler Hitler page. and then the Bigfoot. Hit, yeah, that's it. Get it right. Hitler and the Bigfoot. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get to see the movie either, which is disappointing. But anyway, they actually tweeted out a link to the episode and then Sadistic Intentions. They're like messaging us, talking about how they want to include things and in their press packet that we like include uh, links to the podcast in there. And it's like, it's cool not only to see them share their work with us, but also to see that they kind of enjoy our work a little bit. It's, even it's a it's, little surreal at times. It is, yeah. It's It was just, it was such a fun experience to be able to like meet these people and then also have them be like yeah i really enjoy what you're doing or to have like matt and graham talk about like yeah i was listening to some of the earlier episodes and it's like whoa they actually listen and don't just <laughs> yeah we we both nerded out a little bit when matt and graham were like we're fans of yours just what really what? like all anime style giant eyes as eric knocks over the microphone almost, yeah it almost knocked it over please do not kill their microphone not on the last episode. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen in the last episode. It's just okay. This podcast is literally going to be destroyed. Welcome to sixty days of Eric breaking shit. <laughs> so that actually sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I want to do that. Please don't. Especially not on the podcast. Um, yeah. So in with talking to people and and some of the analyses, was there anything um, from any of the analysis episodes, whether you were on them or not? Was there anything that that like took you by surprise or like something that you didn't think about the movies beforehand that uh, then in discussing them, you were like, oh, my God, I didn't think about that. That completely changed the movie. And there might not be. Uh, we, we didn't really talk about any of these topics beforehand. So some of the times when I'm rambling, it's because look on Eric's faces. I don't have an answer. <laughs> no, I'm, I was thinking. Um the one that comes to mind off the top of my head was when we were talking about um, Antichrist mm-hmm. or Antichrist with, with Graham and how we all three had completely different interpretations of what happens in that movie. And like that was the kind of thing where it's like, this is exactly why I want to do this, why I like doing this, because just hearing how other people experienced the same thing you did but took something totally different from it um, that was that was definitely um, it was kind of eye opening to see like how we were able to see things in the film that or like how you all had different interpretations that I literally didn't even consider and then after yeah. you mentioned it, it's like oh my god that's so obvious 
Like, how did I miss that? Well, we all watch movies with our own specific lens. And um, yeah, if you're not wearing those glasses, then you're not going to see things the same way. Um, I, I don't know if I really have an answer in terms of like There's which one so much. Man, was we've... the most like I never thought about that until talking to them. <laughs> I'm going to make noises until I come up with an answer. That's going to be pleasant for everyone, right? Um, yeah, I can't. I'm trying to think of other other examples. It was fun to see, like, and uh, one that was interesting, even though I didn't get to be on the episode, I'm super disappointed. Was uh, with Silent House, how Kevin just really, really loved that movie, and I get why he loved it, especially because he is a filmmaker and he thinks about things that I don't necessarily think of. In terms of like with Silent House, how it's all shot to be one take or to look like it's one take, like and it is a solid <clears throat> movie. It's it's anyway. There's it is a solid movie. There's an episode of The Haunting of Hill House that's all shot as if it's in one take that I think is absolutely phenomenal, and it really puts Silent House to shame. And I'm sorry, Silent House people. Anyway, this isn't what I'm here for. <laughs> But no, I'm like, here to be positive. I, Let me talk about how much I hate. Silent I really, House. I really admire the craft that goes behind the movie. I do, and it's something I like. I kind of took for granted when I was watching it. Um, but like, I because I love the technical prowess that it takes to pull off a stunt like that. But then when yeah. Kevin was talking about it, he was like, "Yeah, just thinking about like the production schedule. Like, how do you shoot a movie like that? Like, you can't. Nec- you would probably have to shoot it sequentially." Or if you are like thinking about like how to block certain scenes and how like just like even getting a sense of the space and determining like the choreography and making sure that everything works in frame and how like if you're doing 15 minute takes like how somebody if if one person screws something up you have to start completely over from scratch like after 15 minutes which yeah doesn't sound like a long time, but I'm sure when you're trying to, when you have so many things that you have to memorize in 15 minutes for a single shot. Tell that to anyone who has made a 15 minute short that it doesn't feel like that long. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, oh I've made God. some really shitty like music videos and videos and stuff for school. And holy crap, it is a ton of work. It is so tedious and they're like five minutes long. Yeah. So I, despite when I talk about like how I dislike something or whatever, like I completely admire anybody who's willing to make a film and especially to do something kind of daring technically because I can't do it. I I sincerely can't do it. And again, like that's part of why we do the technical and then the emotional is there might be things that like I completely appreciate what was done. I just didn't actually enjoy watching it. Um, I think one of the things that probably stood out to me and this wasn't necessarily something that was said by anyone, but more of just a, Something that I knew, but I never really thought about until it was like blatantly pointed out how many kids die in horror movies. (laughs) Yeah, that thing that we originally, especially since my episode was about or my week was about kids dying. Yeah. Thinking it was such a taboo thing. But holy crap, like every single week there were multiple movies where kids died. It's like uh, it's like if someone points out a red Mustang then all week long, you're going to be like, holy crap, there are a lot of red Mustangs yeah. around here. Just the fact that someone points it out, it makes it so much more obvious. And like, I, I know that a lot of kids die in horror movies, but 
the fact that we started with my week of being a bad parent, fear of being a bad parent, and your week of fear of uh, a kid dying, then every single week, whenever we thought that we were free from that, nope, more dead kids. Even in fear of being eaten alive week, which was supposed to be a fun week, nope, more dead kids. And more it's just like, being eaten. oh my god, there's so many... Uh yeah. Imagine the the pet the gargoyle pet cemetery full of dead children. <laughs> no. the deaths of the children that have died over the past sixty days. That might be one witness. of the most morbid things that has been said on the podcast. <laughs> the gargoyle pet cemetery full of dead kids. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh... <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like I want. I would. I wish we had tallied how many kids died throughout all of the movies that we watched for this. Because it's too, a lot. Too many. Um. So, speaking of all the things that we watched, you can go back and just, like, look at the list of what was watched. But to get a sense of what the last two months have been like for us, we started out with my week of uh, fear of being a bad parent. And we watched A Quiet Place, Cargo, Grace, Joshua, We Need to Talk About Kevin, and then, as a palate cleanser, The Evil Dead. Then we moved into Eric's week of fear of a dead kid week. And we watched Pet Cemetery, Cujo, uh, Before I Wake, Hereditary. We didn't watch Hereditary, but we talked about Hereditary. The Others, and then as a palate cleanser, Mom and Dad. So uh, I don't know how many people have died so far, but a lot of them. Then, a lot so far. Yeah, already just in the first two weeks. Then we moved into E.B. Tolbert's. E.B. B.B. B.B. We moved into Eric Tolbert's Fear of uh, Decapitation. And we watched Tag, Sleepy Hollow, Evil Dead 2, Reanimator, Pieces, and then as a palate cleanser, The Human Centipede. And Sleepy Hollow has one of the saddest, saddest ones. That was one I totally forgot about until we watched it. And I was like, man. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that, that movie starts out with like two decapitations in the first three minutes. And that's just like, okay, cool. There's going to be a lot of dead people. And then you get to one scene where it's like, now I'm really sad. Yeah. They don't show it, but they show enough to really show it. Uh, then <laughs> after fear of decapitation week, we moved into, uh, Kevin and Jen Sluter's combined week. And we started with, um, started with Jen Sluter's fear of child and peril. And, uh, we did the host, um, the shining and before I wait, before I wait, actual choice, yeah, but we, we just watched the host, the host and replacement. And then we went on to Kevin's side with uh, fear of being powerless or trapped. And we watched hush Silent House and The Descent. Uh, and then as palate cleansers, we talked about Aliens and Tigers Are Not Afraid. Then we went into Graham's Fear of Going Insane Week. Watched Jacob's Ladder, Kill List, Antichrist, Session 9, um, In the Mouth of Madness. And then oh, we you went... Oh, missed uh, Sequence Break was in there too. Oh, it was Sequence Break. Yeah, that was like a pre-week palate cleanser. Um transition week something yeah so sequence break and then graham's fear of going insane week then jr mount's fear of dying uh all focusing around john carpenter movies so we watched the fog the thing christine halloween halloween 2 and escape from new york then we went into matt mercer's <laughs> fear of being eaten alive week and watched anaconda piranha day of the dead trimmers the blob jaws then we went to the film fest and we watched, dear God, so many things, uh, oh, including nice. the Clofitch Killer, the Scary Stories documentary, Zombie, Maniac, and the Ranger. Then the next day, uh, 
the field guide to evil lose sadistic intentions and in the apocalypse um and then a bunch of horror shorts including cabin killer the bloody ballad of squirt reynolds lunch ladies bff girls william's tips for turning tricks into treats and then (laughs) we, (laughs) we had our third day of uh of the knox horror fest which was the man who killed hitler and then the bigfoot and um um survival of the film freaks and even more horror shorts and then we went into fear of being a bad horror movie geek week where we talked about all of the movies that we're embarrassed to say that we haven't seen including poltergeist friday the 13th a midweek uh, palate cleanser with the monster squad the exorcist child's play throwing in a dash of frightening ass film fest with one cut of the dead back to rosemary's baby and videodrome dear god even just like listing them out yeah that was exhausting yeah that was just <laughs> saying the names of what we watched that was just me listening to you saying the names <laughs> <laughs> that that gets the award for the most boring part of this episode just anything listing things it's terrible i love it so uh so speaking of movies that let's talk about some of the ones that that we loved the most are we doing our gargoyle awards we're, we're the, moving on to the gargoyle the awards first annual well, technically the second. second, but like the second of because we, we did, did some for the Knox Horror Fest, but this is the first for the 60, 60 days, days of Halloween, Halloween segment. So first annual 60 days of Halloween Gargoyle Awards. So uh, and, and some of the ones that we have listed are like the question is either positive or negative. So we'll phrase it in the positive. Uh, all right. Movie that you would most want to live through. Now, with that one, are you are well, you what I was thinking, was, that like, was kind of an awkward way to phrase it. The idea was like, it was really a movie you would least want to live through. So like if you were forced to have to be a character in one of these movies that we watched, which one do you think is, is the one that you absolutely would never want to live through? Like which scenario is the most horrifying to you to even imagine living through? So like are we... Do we get an award for for which which scenario is the worst? Yeah, we're giving an award to the movie that came up with the worst scenario. Oh well, in that case, uh, Human Centipede. <laughs> you mean the act of watching the movie? Not- no, like <laughs> so, like we talked about on the on that episode, the movie itself wasn't all that terrifying, but just the thought of being sewn to somebody. I, no, that is probably the most terrifying thing to me. Because the rest of them, you just die. <laughs> yeah, it's still preferable to watching the movie again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather shit so, go into my eyes than into my mouth. For me, <laughs> for me, yeah, <laughs> Human Centipede is definitely up there. Well, I'll, I'll just, I'll have to admit it. I didn't want to m- bring it up, but there you go. For me, I think that the I had a few. Uh, there was so my honorable mentions are the Descent, because no. But you just die. Yeah, but you're you're in the cave, and those things are terrifying. And you might yeah. not just die; like you might be like bitten and then just bleed out. And I don't know; like eh. that just seems mortifying to me. And I'm claustrophobic too, so eh. that's part of it. Um, then there's the thing, because eh. you get to be an alien. You get to be someone else for a change. <laughs> But it's not really you, because <laughs> just that idea of paranoia—like you can't trust anyone that you know. Like, I don't know. That seems terrifying to me. And it's also in Antarctica, and I hate the cold. 
No, so the pool's the best. God, it's terrible. So I, and, and also the power going out, you're just literally going to either freeze to death or be consumed by this like crazy unknowable alien creature. Like that seems terrifying to me. And then the last one that I well, the last honorable mention is poltergeist because just the thought of your child being abducted by some kind of alien like back. supernatural creature. You know what, Nathan? You are ruining <laughs> you are ruining this. Anyway, my actual pick you're ruining this entire segment. I'm I'm also gonna change my answer. My actual answer is a quiet place. That I think is the one that I would least want to have to go through. And re- like, if I had to pick a movie to live through, if I was forced to live through a movie, I would totally pick Jaws because I could just stay on the beach. That would be that wouldn't be bad. I'd just hang out on the beach and just not swim. So, but if I had the last one, I would pick. I think is a quiet place because so, that just seems terrifying, and I would uh, die so fast. I mean, most of these movies, yeah, whatever. You just kind of die. It's fine morbid but i mean most of them are just like it anyways uh human centipede is going to be my runner-up because as terrible as that is that is also super unrealistic the the winner for the which of these scenarios would i least want to live through we need to talk about kevin yeah specifically tilda swinton's character that's a really good one that's one that i well, when I when I came up with this this category, I was like, man, this is a great category. And I went through and looked at all the movies. I'm like, fuck, dude, none of these. <laughs> like, these are all horrible. <laughs> these are all terrible, like, terrible, terrible, terrible of, situations. Even like with Monster Squad, I was like, man, I can hang out with Frankenstein. And it's like, oh, but Dracula might eat my sibling or whatever. And it's like, that's just, it's they're all terrible. They're well, all terrible I mean, situations yeah. to be in. You, you know that we've done two months of of horror movies right <laughs> i know i just figured that one would stick out the, more than the other this and wasn't two months of lollipops and unicorns yeah horror movies they were, they were all so bad fears so. specific not just horror <laughs> two months specifically devoted to things that actually scare us well i was thinking too like with i like your justification it's like well in most of these cases you just die but for me it was like the experience before you die how terrifying that would be i guess like because with a quiet place it's like the anticipation of there being a sound like in the anticipation i think would get to me like always literally never being able to relax never yeah. being able to let your guard down that's terrifying to me still seems better than uh we need to talk about kevin like i that. i i totally understand why you I, would say again that. i too real that's I that's so. why it gets me it's uh yeah it's way too real i get that uh sure. all right so what about the the scenario that you would most want to live through oh that was jaws yeah because jaws. because like yeah i could just stay on the beach or i mean if i had to go out and fight the shark i don't know that's that's pretty terrifying but yeah i think jaws is the one where i'm like if i had to pick one then i can just hop into the hop onto amity island and just not get in the boat and be like, you know what? That shark's going to eat people. Just stay out of the water, people. Jesus. <laughs> vote vote for somebody else next election. Get the mayor out of there. I know, right? <laughs> like, God, Get out he's and terrible. Vote. It's time to vote right now. Um. All right. So which one would I most want to live in? I guess that in that idea, in, with that one, it's more like, <laughs> since these are all terrible, which one is the least terrible situation so, to be in? It, it, are we including palate cleansers? Because, I mean, those were still technically horror movies. Yeah, we're including palate. I didn't include any of the, uh, when I was looking through for the awards, I didn't include anything from the film fest that I watched. I only Fair included enough. the ones that we actually reviewed, specific, like with individual episodes. So. All right, so my my top three picks, 
and I don't have an answer yet, is either Escape from New York. Yeah, that'd be fun. The Monster Squad <laughs> or In the Mouth of Madness. I thought about In the Mouth of Madness because it seems cool, but at the same time, like the idea that some horror novelist, any like that's like that almost seems like it could be the worst one because it's like out of all of the horrific things he's imagined, any of them can attack you. Yeah, but he also like is just happy in a movie theater. <laughs> that is true. So, that is true. If we're going I with mean, the ending. That would be pretty great. Yeah, maybe I, I see where you're going with that. That's that's a good point. Um, I, ah, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Monster Squad. I definitely that I was I was leaning toward Monster Squad too. I think that one mostly because you get to hang out with Frankenstein and I yeah. love Frankenstein. I mean, I, and just I would those be, kids seem like a lot of fun. I would be sad because all the monsters die, but um. <laughs> What? I'd be sad because all those evil. I am legit sad when uh, Gilman dies. Yeah, I know you are. It's, it breaks my heart. Something. Well, it, so the Gilman is much. It, you don't really get it in the Monster Squad very much, but in the actual creature from the Black Lagoon, the Gilman does have that kind of Frankenstein thing going on, where it's like he's he, just he just trying wants to love. live his life. Yeah, yeah. he just he's just a misunderstood creature. Yeah, it's one of the most awkward sex scenes in any movie <laughs> it is because it's only implied sex with so their swimming weird. all right <laughs> we have a lot of words to get through uh which character would we most want as a guest on the podcast this is my favorite Ooh. this is my favorite thing and i have a feeling i know who you're gonna say like my, the first I, person i don't think that you do the first person that popped into my head is the one that i picked all but right i've got some honorable mentions all right who are your honorable mentions val and earl from Tremors. <laughs> yeah. That would be so much fun. Um, this this other honorable mention is one that I almost included on as the person I would least want on the podcast because I feel like he would be obnoxious in real life, but I'm sure he'd be a lot of fun to have on the episode, and that's Herbert West <laughs> from Reanimator. Herbert. Like, uh-huh. he would be... God, I just imagine talking to him. Like, that would be fascinating. But yeah, it's funny how he, he was almost like, I definitely don't want this guy on the podcast, but... But anyway, <laughs> no, he would be amazing. My, you, you do know that you kind of did have Herbert West on the podcast. Yeah, I guess that's true. Graham, he was in Reanimator yeah. the Musical. That's Graham really played funny. Him. I didn't think about that. Wow, life is life is great sometimes. Life is like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Here anyway, in those are my those are my runner up runners up. All right. Um, who who is your uh, who's your person? Can you guess? Just guess. There are so many. So I feel like it's super obvious. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm stalling. It's Quint. Quint. Quint Mm. is, gosh, just imagining, like, we don't even have to talk. Just have him here regaling us with a tale of (laughs) sharks and, like, some war stories and, gosh, he and just that voice and that drawl, gosh, he would be the best guest on a podcast like i thought about him and i was like man i really want an award specifically for quint (laughs) and this is perfect you yeah just all of these are just going to be jaws aren't they yeah no i actually thought like literally (laughs) any character in jaws even the mayor (laughs) my first question to the mayor would be why are you such a dick (laughs) all right so uh i've got around three or four okay um i have to scroll back through because Way too many movies. Um, yeah, no, okay, I, I know who's going to win. Um, so let me actually go in reverse order. So for my runners-up, um, I would have 
literally anyone from the Monster Squad. Yeah. I did think about that. Like, just... It would be awesome. Just anyone. I thought about Horus in particular. Horus would be amazing. But, uh, but yeah. Or, uh... Literally, not just people or monsters. So, like... (laughs) Even the... (laughs) Yes. Even the mummy. (laughs) Just... That's great, mummy. How do you feel about that? (laughs) We don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're a bit wrapped up. Aww. So... (laughs) Boo. Sorry. Uh, we could talk to the Wolfman about getting into hairy situations. Hey, um, yeah. So literally any of the characters on the Monster Squad. Uh, let's see who else. Okay, I know that we're not really including any of the ones from the Film Fest, but because this isn't gonna be the winner, um, it, the the main dude from Maniac. Oh hell no! Just because What's wrong with you, he seems. My background is psychology. <laughs> he seems fascinating. I want to talk to him. Um, I, would, I would definitely skip that episode. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else? Um, okay. Another runner-up, John Voight from Anaconda. See, I actually have him as the winner of the person I would least want <laughs> as a guest on the podcast, and I'm not even kidding. It's funny how many of these I was like going back and forth, like, would I really want them? Like, yeah, I definitely want them. And then I'm like, no, because that guy's fucking crazy. Like, I can't <laughs> have that guy. I would not want to have that guy on the podcast. No, he would be awesome to have on the podcast. All right. So <laughs> for my winner, um, I'm choosing two because... Uh, it, They're a package I, deal. But yeah, I would just have both of them on. I would have Ripley and Kurt Russell. Yeah. From, from both Escape from New York and The Thing. Okay. Like, He's uh yeah he he would be both of them. I thought about McCready, but I figured he wouldn't be very um forthcoming. Like I feel like you'd ask him questions, he'd be like, whatever, I don't know. He'd throw whiskey in my face. Yeah, <laughs> cheating bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, oh wait, no crap. I I forgot one. I'm sorry. So I would have three people on the episode because honestly, I cannot make up my mind. They're all amazing. So we have Sigourney Weaver. Ripley, Ripley would be fantastic. We have mm-hmm. Kurt Russell from either Escape from New York or The Thing. And Bruce Campbell. I got to have Ash. I did. I did got to have Ash, Ash on there. Yeah, Ash would, Ash would be a good one. I was trying to think of like character wise, like how much they have to say and just the way, like how evil, entertaining they evil would be. Evil Dead 2 going crazy Ash. Ash, Ash is more of, of a physical performance. So that's where I was kind of like, yeah, maybe he wouldn't be as much like, because you wouldn't get as much. But like if it's just Bruce Campbell, then fuck yeah. Bruce Campbell would be my <laughs> number one because Bruce Campbell is amazing. So, uh, so yeah. I, I am cheating and giving it to four or three people. Well, okay. Well, yeah, I we know, can right? Because you can do that. It's your podcast. <laughs> All right. Who who would you least want as a guest on the podcast? Well, I had Cerrone, um, John Voight, and Anaconda as number one. He's he's my winner. I'm like, that dude just, no. I, I do not want that guy in the studio <laughs> or the office. He, he would be fun. Um, number, my that was my winner. So I did this backwards. <sighs> anyway, my runners up are Tom Six. Because even though he's not a character. <laughs> no, he is a character. He is a character. So, yeah, definitely would not want him on there. Um, Michael Myers. Or no. Yeah, Michael Myers. Because well, he wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't say anything. So, yeah, he'd be a terrible guest. <laughs> he'd be a terrible guest. Hudson would annoy the piss out of me. So, yeah, I have Hudson as a runner up. But he also would be. He's the one that I kind of went back and forth on, too. Because I'm like, man, he'd be fun to talk to. But also, I feel like after a while, I'd just be like, dude, can we just just go. Just go on. Just like everybody else in the movie, how they felt. Which one's Hudson? Which movie are we talking about? Oh, my about? God. Oh, Aliens. Okay. Okay. Hudson. Yeah. Um, I, look, too many people I'm are running sorry. together. 
and I was like, Hudson's from this or from the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was it. Oh, and then I also... You know what, everyone? I'm not even going to mention that. It's terrible. So so who won again? Cerrone. Cerrone. Paul, uh, John Voigt. All right. Anaconda. So, person that I would least like to have on the podcast... All right, I'm just going to list a bunch of them and then try to uh, try to think through which one would be the worst. Um, the Raping Devil from Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the Blob, because it would just eat me. <laughs> um... I, you know what? I'd really like to have Bub on the podcast. Ooh, but Bub would be awesome, but then it... Yeah, he would just groan at things. It wouldn't be very compelling for the audience. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Who else would be I wouldn't be want any of the soldiers from Day of the Dead on the podcast. They they would all be terrible. Um, man, I had one I that's terrible. No. Do you want to hear my terrible one? It depends. How terrible is it? It's, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really... No, I'm not going to do it. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. Man, the the worst. The doctor from from the, the Human Centipede. Yeah, that would be terrible. I almost put him, and then I was like, no, it's Tom uh, Six instead. Um, the worst. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with. Oh man! All right, so that my my top three are going to be Joshua, Kevin, and what's her name from Pet Cemetery, the sister. Oh man, I didn't what, even think what, about Zelda. That's Zelda. a great one. No man, that might Z- Zelda would things. win. But yeah, Kevin and Joshua, like I would be fascinated and also terrified. Wow, um, no, I'm totally changing my, like, you, my answer. You can't change yours. I'm changing it to Zelda. No, fine. Imagine the two of them on. At the same time. <laughs> Imagine Zelda and John Voight. They'd cancel each other out. That would be amazing. No, he would just, you know, put her in a chokehold in his legs with his arms tied <laughs> behind his back. So dumb. All right. <clears throat> movie that made us want to give up on daily episodes. Yeah, like the movie we hit where it's like, you know what? We don't have to do an episode every single day. It's going to be this bad. So I was inspired by Videodrome. So what what was your criteria? Was your criteria based off of the movie itself or pure exhaustion? Like, was it the movie, was the movie or itself. was it okay? Because like, because video drum made me think about. It. I was like, man, if we had watched this earlier, I don't know if we would have made it. Oh, if we had watched it earlier, I don't think that we would have felt as bad about it. That's probably true, though. I didn't. Even, yeah, that's that's true. All right. Anyway, what, what my, you got? What my are some actual your winner. Arms? Those are the only one. It was Videodrome, and then the actual winner is Human Centipede. <laughs> Which I, I almost wish that I hadn't even come up with this with this category because now I've given Human Centipede an award. So my runner-up is going to be Human Centipede because, yep, uh, my winner is going to be We Need to Talk About Kevin because that Man. was the start. Yeah, you've, you've given a lot of love to this movie so far or... It, it is an amazing love movie. Is the right. Well, it all right. So the reason that uh, it's the movie that almost made me want to stop daily episodes is because, first off, we started with my fear week of yeah. fear of being a bad parent, and we had watched a lot of really intense movies building up to that. I was a little broken when I watched. We need to talk about Kevin. Like I, totally I get that. I was so just emotionally wrecked because of how real it was. And then having to think to myself, 
I'm about to do an entire other week of dead kids. And that's the start. Yep. The beginning of this podcast was, it it, it all really kind of felt like downhill from there. And then we watched Evil Dead. I was like, all right, I'm back in. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) I'm on board. The entire week is just going to see how bad I can make Eric feel about choosing that as his topic. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, So we need to talk about Kevin is the movie that almost broke me. Yeah, I totally get that. I, that's why I didn't watch it again. It's, I mean, it's a great movie. It was just, uh, just rough. All right, um, let's go to best horror movie to recommend to non-horror fans. So for this one, I had a few. Here, my runners-up were uh, Before I Wake because it is kind of more of like a fantasy thing. And you know What's what? Wrong with you? I I really like Before I Wake. It's fine. It's just it is a. There are a lot it's a of good flaws. one to recommend to non-horror fans. I'm pretty sure we even said that in the review. <laughs> Fine. So, and, and these are the runners up. So Fine. it's Before I Wake, Tremors. <laughs> How is that not your winner? It's, well, you're probably going to be really disappointed in my winner. <laughs> if it is anything other than Jaws, I'm going to throw something at you. So my next <laughs> probably shade is what I'm gonna throw. I also had Joshua, and we need to talk about Kevin on there because they're Ooh. because they're the kind of movies that people would not think of as horror movies even after watching them necessarily. Even no. though we would, I no. feel like most people would classify them as dramas. Yeah, but like you have to like dark stuff to recommend those movies. Now, when I say best to recommend to non-horror fans, when I was doing this, I was thinking about they don't have to, like. It wasn't to get them into horror. It was just a movie that we did that was like, hey, yeah, you'll probably like this. So that's Oh, I'm totally thinking like things that would get them into horror. So that's why I did not choose Jaws. All right, because, fine. Um, I don't think you're going to like my answer, though. It's, it's Aliens. Oh, God. It's Aliens, for sure. Like, this is the movie that I feel like is probably... No. ...the most approachable for no. an audience that does not like horror movies. No. Even though it is a sequel to one of the greatest horror movies of all time, it's just so much fun, and it's more of an action movie. So, yeah, Aliens. It's fine, fine. You can choose your silly movie. Um, all right, so the ones that I'm picking as options, the number I'll choose from these are... Evil Dead 2. Pieces. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that for non-horror fans. <laughs> Uh, Evil Dead 2, The Thing. Ooh, that's an interesting choice. Um, Tremors, Jaws. Tremors was almost my winner. And Monster Squad. And, man, I, I have chosen awkward movies to choose as the, uh, the ones to try to get someone into horror. Like in terms of recommending to a non-horror fan, I'm oh crap! I I picked too many good, too many good <laughs> ones. Um, it it's coming down to either mo- the Monster Squad or the Thing, and I um, well, that's actually I I was thinking the Thing is weird, but the Thing is one of the movies that got me into horror, so. Yeah, like Evil Dead 2, I I love, but you kind of already have to have at least a little bit of appreciation for like 
horror-esque movies to I like I don't know. It. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 and The Thing are both the movies, like the, the movies that I would probably most associate with my love of horror getting into it because I didn't like horror movies until I watched those. I'm I'm going to go with The Thing because I've actually shown it to a lot of people who really don't like horror movies and like that movie is amazing and I'm like I know I feel right? like to you, I would I would not choose The Thing because I feel like that would to- especially if it's somebody who's squeamish who don't like go- who doesn't like gore that would be that would totally turn them away from horror forever. No, because it's like this movie is amazing. The gore was a little gross, but the movie is amazing. And as much as I love the Monster Squad and as great of a movie as I think that it is to try to get someone into horror, I feel like it's way more fun if you already have that appreciation. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going with uh, going with the thing. Um, all right, biggest change of opinion on a rewatch. So for me, it was um, there were two, I have two runners up. Uh, the Exorcist, which I thought was laughable the first time I watched it, and this time I really started to appreciate it a lot more. Sure. Still don't think it's quite as great as it's made out to be, but I really I think that I still it really is, like but it. I think that how we view that is different from how people talk about it. And then my other one was The Descent, which is a movie that I really love, that I've always really loved, but like this time when I watched it, I was like, man, this is a stone cold classic like this is is right up there with some of the best horror movies of all time so, so you went from love it to amazing pretty much okay yeah which uh, i feel like the shining would be on here if i had rewatched it but i never got a chance to go back and rewatch it so um but anyway my winner and this is a surprise even to me is um sleepy hollow a movie that i really didn't i've i'd seen before and i and never really thought about very much um and didn't really even i wouldn't even really say i was a fan of and part of that's probably just poisoned by how i feel about tim burton now sure um but going back and rewatching i was like man sleepy hollow is a legitimately great movie it is a lot of fun i didn't get to do the sleepy hollow review episode with you so i didn't get to talk about it but um i really really like sleepy hollow a lot i like it a lot more than i thought i would on yeah. a rewatch it's a fantastic movie so it's got a great johnny depp performance such great atmosphere it's a lot of fun great ray park performance great ray park performance lots of pretty good action for burton who's not very good at action yeah so uh so my three picks and i'm not sure which one is going to win yet is also Sleepy Hollow because the first time I saw it, I remember not enjoying it because it strays way too far from the original text. But upon a rewatch, eh, who cares? It was still a really great movie. The Others, which the first time I saw it, I remember being bored because I saw it too early in my appreciation of horror movies. And upon a rewatch, it's like, this movie is amazing. Um, and Anaconda, which went from this is dumb to this is enjoyable dumb. Okay. <laughs> and um I'm I'm going to go with the others just because the like even as we were gearing up for it I remember thinking I was bored by it the first time I saw it. Like I don't remember anything from it except for the end. Upon a rewatch, it is just such a classic like a classic horror tale in terms mm-hmm. of just that uh that very classic gothic style. Brilliant music. It is it, it, it is an amazing movie that, um, you know what? I would recommend that one to anyone who's not a horror fan. Yeah, so, I almost uh, had that on my list too. It was so yeah, very close. That was probably my biggest change of opinion upon rewatch. All right. We only have a few more. The Jaws Award. <laughs> which is what? The best Jaws movie? <laughs> the best the best Jaws movie, yes. Okay. <laughs> So what what what's yours going to? I have a I actually have a runner up uh-huh. for this, and it's uh, Cujo. 
Okay. Because it is Jaws, but with a dog. All right. And we made that great pause joke. <laughs> that was pretty great. I, like when I was thinking, when I was going through it, I was like, I can't have a run up for this because it's the Jaws Award, um, which I mostly just did kind of ingest as a joke because of how we talked about Jaws. But So my runner up is Jaws because it's too on the nose. <laughs> and my winner is Tremors. Man. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's a pretty, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm right because there with you. Jaws is only terrifying on the water. Cujo's only terrifying around that stupid dog. Tremors are terrifying everywhere. Yep. I'm totally with you. Um, my winner is Jaws. So <laughs> These are so dumb. Um, I love it. <laughs> but uh, you make some great points. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's see. Uh, most disturbing body part. There were a lot of disturbing. <laughs> there, there were a, a lot, lot of, disturbing of disturbing body, body parts, parts that we. Oh ca- I kind of noticed a trend in. So, um, my runners up are uh, Willem Dafoe's butt, sure, because obviously, but also it's kind of mesmerizing. So I don't know. Disturbing sure. might not be the right right word. Um, then I've got James Wood's stomach vagina. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because uh, I mean, I think that's kind of self explanatory. Right. Um, n- the Norris thing. Um, the one whose stomach opens up into the teeth and bites off the arms uh-huh. and then the head pops off and turns into a spider. It's really the head. Right. The head that the spider head thing is fucking crazy. <laughs> and then my last runner up is uh Chucky's burnt face in child's play, because <laughs> that was way more disturbing than I thought. Um, right. thought it would be. My winner is Kevin Dillon's hair in the blob. That's uh that's, it was that's a pretty disturbing body part. It was so disturbing it totally distracted me from so much of the movie at times so along with those um gonna throw in a runner-up of the entire human centipede yep because that is a <laughs> all very... three segments of the <laughs> all human three centipede. segments um oh ah uh, crap i forget his name but the disembodied head on reanimator because yeah, it a does a one. pretty disturbing thing that's a good one yeah i thought about that one too um all right let's see other disturbing body parts oh just the entirety of antichrist <laughs> yeah that's it's unsettling and ooh, snake plissken snake tattoo <laughs> that's a good one that's a really good one <laughs> did not think about that at all um did, did I skip over the one that I was thinking I might give the winner to? That reminds me of what I think is the most magnificent body part, and that would be um, McCready's beard, of course. The Yes, that definitely wins the, the best. Um, I, I'm going to give like my very strong runner-up to Kevin Dillon's hair because it, it distracted me from the movie. It's so crazy. However, um, it works because my most disturbing body part is coming from the same movie, it's the little kid's face that had been dissolved by the blob. Yeah, man. I almost put this too, but I, I didn't want to do more than one from a, a single movie. So, well, yeah. So the the blob, um, <laughs> the, blo- the crap, blob, the blob just wins. Disturbing. Things. The most disturbing body parts, and we have seen a lot of disturbing body parts. All right, let's um, definitely, definitely three more question mark. 
movie that we most want to make a sequel to like that we want or that we want to see a sequel to that we want to make like we ourselves want to make a sequel that to. we ourselves would make a sequel to yes all right if we had all of the uh all of the resources at our disposal to make all right a sequel. what what you got um so my runners up are mom and dad <laughs> sure because you know i'm a parent and that just seems like a very cathartic experience <laughs> just realized how terrible that sounds yep as long as you don't cast your own kids uh, moving on um in the mouth of madness is is one of my runners up um uh-huh. just because it's so much fun and i feel like i could just make a kitchen sink horror movie out of that out of that uh concept and then Antichrist is a runner's up, <laughs> runner up, because uh, yeah, you could just throw in whatever kind of baddie, insane dream logic you want at the screen and make it like I don't know, like that just seems like it'd be fun to play around in that world and just try to go as crazy as possible. Sure. Um, but my the winner, and I think this is probably going to be your pick, maybe pieces. Actually, pieces was going to be one of my runners up. Oh, okay. Pieces is one I would love to make a sequel to Pieces because we could just have so much fun with that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like a very strong runner-up would be Pieces. Um, I, the others, because I'd like to examine that world more. Ooh, um, yeah, that's a good one. But I'm I'm gonna go with the Monster Squad because I I just yeah, want to go play with monsters. I I didn't even I I wish I had put that on my list. Now that's a great one. Right, that would be so much fun. It would, it would just be like the literally. Best. It's like literally getting a toy box full of the Universal monsters and just doing whatever you want with them. Yeah, well, and not just Universal, just any of the monsters. Yeah. All right, it'd be so much fun. Um, so th- this was one of the ones not on on the list that you sent me. <clears throat> best movie that your lazy ass didn't join on a review for. <laughs> um, that's easy. I already know. <laughs> what? It's the thing. Hundred percent. It's the thing. That's the one I didn't get to. That's the one I'm most disappointed that I didn't get to be on a review for. I wanted that so bad. Yeah, make it work. Um, but yeah, the thing is one of the greatest movies of all time, and I love it dearly. And yeah, it's. I don't even have a runner up. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm having to like try to look back through. Like, all right, what other ones did you miss? I missed uh, Sleepy Hollow, The Shining, um, The Thing. I missed. All right, since I don't remember what else I missed. Since you already took the thing, which was definitely going to be my pick, uh, I'm gonna go with Knoxville Horror Film Fest Day Three. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even I didn't even consider that, but yeah, <laughs> Day Three. That's I'm so disappointed I had to miss that. That was that seemed like a lot of fun. Uh, I I thought that I had another one, but I can't think of it. So we'll just go with the well. We'll, we'll do. I don't know, maybe just one more. Tastiest comfort food. So just the most rewatchable. Um, okay, so I've got the Monster Squad as a runner up. Uh-huh. Pieces. Uh-huh. In the Mouth of Madness. Uh-huh. Which, man, that one is also the one I think is was the most the biggest, like most pleasant surprise, I think. Sure. Like I didn't expect to love In the Mouth of Madness as much as I did. That was such a great, great movie. Um so and then this is I'm surprised to be selecting this as a runner up Jaws <laughs> okay um, my so, number one is Tremors 
<laughs> it is amazing. It, and it's tasty. Uh, all right. So my pick is going to come from Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. Um, yeah, I should have put Evil Dead. Reanimator. Pieces. The Thing. Tremors. The Monster Squad. Jaws. I have too many movies. And most rewatchable? Ah. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Evil Dead too. Yeah, I, it's it, it's too it's too me. It is, you know, like all of the things that I love about Tremors and Pieces and the Thing, and and Reanimator, all of those individual components. Evil Dead Two just wraps up in a delicious little Bruce Campbell mugging the camera bow, and I I, I love it. It's awesome. It's 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 the best. All right. Uh, any other last minute? Gargoyle Awards that you can think of. The only one that I had was a movie that uh, we mo- we wish we could have covered. So a oh, movie that yeah. we did not see that... I have a few other categories, but God, it, there, we're running there out of time. There are too many. I have a, I have a, a couple. Um, so Scream, because it came up so much during so many of the episodes, and sure. because I really want to re-watch, have you rewatch it and get your opinion on it again, because you seem like to think it's very overrated. It is so overrated. So that would have been fun to cover. Um, any Universal Monster movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Halloween 3, because I've seen so many people talk about this movie lately, and even like Eric Pennykoff mentioned it as like his go-to Halloween movie over the original Halloween. Yeah. So I've never seen it, but I really want to. Um, the Fly, uh-huh. because it's just one of the best movies ever, and it really is like, there's a, deep-seated fear that I have of like decay and disease that we didn't really get to do any kind of episodes on that fear and I think that would be great and I just love it so I want and I want to watch it again um but the one that I really wish we could have covered mostly because I want you to watch it is Green Room okay um, which I think would have been a fantastic movie to do for like fear of being trapped um it is one of the best horror movies I've seen of the past few years and i wish that more people talked about it. Um, it is just one of the most intense experiences I've ever had watching a movie. It's, it's in my queue. And it's it's amazing. So I wish that we could have covered that movie because I love it so much. Uh, all right. So do you have a... Was that your pick? That That's my pick, Green Room. Okay, Green Room. Um, all right. So movies that I wish that we had covered. I'm going to say Scream 3 because I think that it's better than Scream. People are going to hate me so much I've for saying that. I've never seen it. It's, it makes more sense. I'm, I'm going to go with Scream 3. Uh, let's see, other things. Yeah, just all the Universal Monster movies because I love Universal Monster movies. Um, and, man, I, I don't know. Like, there, there are too many that I wish that we would have watched and covered. But, I it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm also trying to think of it like within context of of the various movies that we did watch. Um, I feel like there's one that as we were talking about, it's like, oh man, we should have watched Blah because it was so in line with this, 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 and this, but I can't remember what it is right now. 
I know that we mentioned I feel it like a lot. like there was something, yeah, that, there seems like there's some kind of lurking film somewhere in there that we talked about a lot. I, House of the Devil? Sure. Let's go with House of the Devil. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish that we had watched House of the Devil. Scream 3 is my runner-up, but House of the Devil is my winner. Uh, it, it, do, do we have time for one more? This one, it might make you think just, just a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Best part of the podcast that didn't make it to air. In terms of oh, either man. like pre-recording things or like uh, when when we would have guests and we started talking about stuff, but it was before we started it proper or after we ended it. The only thing I can think of is something that did make it to air, and that was when I was trying to open the um, the two liter <laughs> on EB's episode. Uh, that was hilarious. I think that was like his episode <clears throat> is the one that I laughed the most during i feel like i didn't even talk a whole lot in that episode because it was just his stories were so great and then we had that like momentum killing <laughs> moment where i was trying to open the the two liter over so, via skype you, you guys were laughing at me so i was trying to be very subtle about it you were not subtle at all i know uh my moment is going to be before we actually started matt mercer's episode proper Oh, I knew you were going to go with this. And talking about how hopefully one day the podcast is going to explode like a constipated old man who's been given laxatives. Yep. <laughs> that, <laughs> that like that moment alone made me want to put together like a best of of things that didn't make it to Outtakes. air. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been too busy and I haven't gotten around to that. So oh, that would be a momentous undertaking too to go back through all of those recordings. Yeah. So that's probably not going to happen. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's that. All right. We've talked for a while about some amazing movies and um, th this is it. This is the last episode for a 60 days of Halloween coverage, but don't worry. We are going to be back. It might be like a week or two or a month or two. We honestly don't know how long it's going to be until our next episode, but we're going to be coming back with like weekly, not daily episodes. Um, and then for next year, we're going to do 60 days of Halloween again. We're going to try to do it different. <laughs> we're going to try to actually get the reviews done ahead of time, like way ahead of time so that we only have to do like weekly analyses or, or something. But we are going to try to put out a daily episode um, for 60 days of Halloween. We just, we, we can't keep doing this. We cannot yeah, keep was, recording every single day. Uh, but for anyone who, uh, for anyone who wants to be on the podcast, so I'm looking at you, people that we've already had on the podcast, and also people that I interviewed at uh, Knox Horror Film Fest. The theme for each week is going to be major horror blind spots. So basically, we're going to pick up from where we left off with our fear of being a bad horror movie geek. What are some... They don't even have to be iconic, but just what are some blind spots in your horror movie viewing knowledge? Movies that you've never seen before. Because uh, it's really fun to talk to people who love horror about their first experience viewing a movie. Yeah, I think so. Like that, that's, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, because I mean, there, there's tons of things. Like you can go with iconic stuff, or you can go with very specific, like Asian horror, or you can go with I, I don't a movie know. that's been sitting in my queue for five years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> movie that that people keep recommending that you just never get around to. Uh, yeah, so uh, so any guests of the Gargawa podcast for next year's 60 Days of Halloween, start getting ready by not watching movies. <laughs> it's the first, the only time you'll ever hear us recommend not to watch a movie. <laughs> Unless you're talking about humans in a feed. All right. Um, 
you you know where to find us. I'll post all the links. You can find <laughs> Eric on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Anchor.fm. Again, I'll post links to all of this. But that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast and this year's 60 Days of Halloween. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And remember, kids, tomorrow is Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween, everyone. We will see you next year. Go watch all the horror movies. And by next year, I mean, like, next week, probably. Yeah. Just don't watch the horror movies that, like, we were going to talk about by not watching. Yeah. Enjoy horror. Horror is fun. Bye.